0: Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders, for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarnow, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let hey, everybody Adam. know what we got in store today.
1: Hey. So today we're talking about great questions yes. that leaders ask, and yes. just kind of the value, I mean, more broadly, more more than the specifics, the value of great questions for leaders. Yep. Um,
0: I think this is one of your superpowers, candidly. Oh, well, thank I you. So many times over the years as I've faced a leadership dilemma come to you, and you just always seem to ask really, really good questions. And so uh, I think this is gonna be very, very helpful. That's
1: good. Well, that's kind of part of what I was thinking is that I think uh, when we replay the tape a lot of times in our own lives, or take it to somebody else, when someone else recounts a story and they say, I was stuck, what they always say is somebody asked me this question. I went to coffee and they asked me this question, and it changed my life. Rarely do people say, uh, I went to coffee and this person talked at me for 30 minutes. (laughs) and <laughs> gave yes. me 25 bullet points and stuff I should do. Yeah. They asked me this one question. Yeah. And I think we know that uh, intuitively as individuals. And I think to to be under someone else's leadership, I mean, obviously we appre- appreciate what they say, but oftentimes it's the, it's the questions they ask. And that... Um, That's what I think we wanna talk about today. And so we'll give some specifics later, but I think as much as anything, just raising that category of as a leader, you need to be thinking about questions because I I think they become like tools uh, in your toolbox that you you can use uh, later. In my leadership
0: journey, I've often wished for the resource that we're creating with this episode is can you just write a bunch of really great questions down on one sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. and then I can just have them in my hip pocket or as a file on my phone or something like that that I could always reference. and so. If nothing else, we're going to get a lot out of this episode because <laughs> yeah. we yeah. finally took some really great questions and wrote them all down, and yeah. I think uh, I think it'll be helpful for but, more people. Yeah.
1: And I really do think if we think about them as tools, yeah. it'll, it'll be helpful. So you're yeah. not going to use these all the time, right? And, and some of them actually they'll be really obscure and you won't use them often, and you'll add add to your list. My my dad was a tool guy. was your Was your dad a tool guy? No, okay. not at, so at all. It's Well, sk- no,
0: I take that back. If he's listening, yes, he he had a <laughs> lot of tools, and he could fix stuff way better than <laughs> yes. his son can. Okay. But he liked doing other stuff too.
1: So my dad is like freakishly mechanical. Yeah. And uh and somehow ex- expected me to do you know the same, uh, following his footsteps. I remember he uh, he made me change the starter on my car twice. Have you ever changed the no, starter? No. Yeah. Look at yeah, me. Yeah. You ever think my I've done kids, that? My kids. <laughs> I don't even. My kids know cars have starters. You know, right. and if I made them change it, they'd call the elders and tell him I was being abusive or yeah. something. You know. Um. But he, uh no matter what would happen, anytime we did things, he always had a tool for it. I mean, mm. You know, you strip a screw and you're like, Dad, project's over. We're yeah. done. It's like got a tool for that, you know, or you can't reach I, that. I just can't reach that. I can't reach that. I uh, got a tool for that. And I, I, he, I mean, he's, he re- literally had a tool for everything. That's awesome. And, uh, and he collected it over time. And I think this, that's a pretty good metaphor yeah. is uh, in your leadership toolbox, you don't want to keep putting uh, tools. We can, Putting questions in that you won't use all the time, but but boy, when you when you need uh, that tool that pulls out a script uh, stripped screw, man, it's it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Most of the time, a lot of times that tool sits there and isn't being used. But when you do us. need it, yes, uh, it's helpful. All right. So what we did is we just wrote down seven. There's probably a hundred and seven uh, questions that we yeah. could have written down, but we just picked out seven that we're going to go through. So let's just go through these one at a time. Uh, will uh, I'll. I'll throw the question out there. We'll talk a little bit about maybe the backstory behind this question yeah. and how a leader can use this and what situations. So, here we go. Let's just jump right in. So, the yeah. very first question would be this: What opportunity does this give us right now? Yeah, which what I think I think
1: was your was your question. I can yeah. tell you how it, it applied uh, to us recently. Um, so. One of the ministries that our church exports is Reengage, yep. and one of the things on a calendar that we were so looking forward to was our very first National Reengage Leaders Summit. Yep. And so uh, people from all over the country, they were excited, they were buying tickets, and we weren't really gonna teach at them, we just wanted to connect them. And we had to cancel that. And it, boy, it was just, it was a dark day. Yeah. It was a really, really dark day. And so, you know, uh, this I think it was this question. Actually, we said okay. So what what opportunity or what what can we do now? Because now we've got some excess time, energy, and margin. How can we invest this to pull off the same things that we want to do? And so we just started. I mean, it's it's simple. I don't know if it'll work, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. We started a Facebook group and invited all of those leaders in there. Mm. Uh, we did a content calendar and we've started doing webinars in there. We've uh, really started to connect them and. It's a ton of fun. yeah. And we would not have had the the time, energy, margin to do that had we not canceled that uh, yeah. event. And so that that really is a great question. Anytime that you, a door feels shut yep. uh, for some reason. So what, what are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah, and I think this is the great question to ask when you get bad news. So mm-hmm. something that is discouraging, something yeah. where you lose some hope and you're like, ah, oh, really, I was looking forward to that. So a way to flip that and just not play the victim mentality is go, okay, so what we thought was gonna happen didn't, yeah. so what does this give us the opportunity to do right now that we didn't have before? And so the yeah. story that I heard, similar to what everybody was doing in early March when COVID hit was this one organization that you and I follow and just kind of watch a little bit of. They, uh, they had a bunch of live events just mm-hmm. like you did that mm-hmm. were all scheduled out throughout the summer and the fall, all of them got canceled. And rather than sitting in there and just hosting yeah. a meeting going, how are we gonna survive? The very first question that the owner of that organization said was, all right, what's this give us the opportunity to do? And they changed a bunch of things and had a really, really successful first and second quarter. And it it all really, I think, came from that question. It reframes things. And what I really love about that question is it keeps things positive and moving forward, which you and I both know as leaders. Uh, That is an art sometimes. How can you keep people not getting discouraged? How can you keep them positive? And how can we keep the forward momentum that we had before the bad news popped up? And that's what I really like about that question yeah. is, what does this give us the opportunity to do right now? And there'll be an answer. There'll be something that you can do that you hadn't thought of yeah. and could be really helpful. And some of
1: these, you can just tee up. You can just say, hey, you know what, guys? Uh, I don't even know, but I will bet you if we think about this, there's an opportunity we have here. Yep. So let's all think about it. You yep. know, in church context, let's pray and let's study the scriptures and let's talk to others. Uh, I bet you there's something here yep. that uh, is going to be really fun. Yeah. So that positive And that positivity that you talked it's about, huge. that's the leader's job, yes. You know, that forward-looking... Um. No one wants to follow the guy because we're dead. Yeah. All. All. You know. It's all canceled. Shut down. <laughs> so let's we're shut everything last, down. Last yeah, person. Turn the lights out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's your job. And this is a good way to get at that. Yeah.
0: Game. So, so leader, leader driving around right now. Listen into this. It's if you're feeling stuck, feeling like you've plateaued maybe feeling some of the energy that has been waning now after going through the excitement of the last six, eight, nine weeks. Yeah, Uh, This is a great question. Go to your team going, all right, what do we have the opportunity to do this fall? What do we have the opportunity to do this winter early next year? I bet, like you said, somebody's got an answer yeah. that could really propel them forward.
1: Um, I didn't, I didn't connect the dots, but uh, I use this with my family. I've got two kids who are in school, in college. I'm sorry, two in high school, two in college, and uh, for sure, one, probably both, uh, are going to have all of their classes online yeah. this year. And so, I was with my son this morning. I said, hey, you know. I'm sorry but because uh, I bet you that's gonna really dial down a lot of the campus activities they're still going to be able to live on campus and be around campus so I said but I will bet you there's something pretty cool that yeah. you could do uh, as a result of this you know and so whether you have you know uh, football this fall or not uh, I bet you you could go, take your classes somewhere exotic, you know, with some buddies, I bet you, I bet you, if you'll think about it and I'll think about it with you, uh, this could end up being the best semester. And so stay tuned. I don't know. Isn't uh, there some
0: company right now that is offering that for the stay at home that you can go to a beach or a mountain or something like that? So a lot of the, yeah,
1: a lot of the resorts have pivoted and they're not the vacation destinations, but they're work, work remotely, work remotely in a cool place. Which that, That would have been an opportunity that they had. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that
0: nobody was thinking of that in January of 2020. And now that's somebody who's going, all right, we got an opportunity to do this. Okay, so that's the first question. What opportunity does this give us right now? Second question is this, what's the worst that could happen? And I, this is one of your favorites and you have this uncanny <laughs> ability when somebody is facing a difficult situation you take them to the atomic bomb scenario the yeah. worst case scenario yeah. you let them live in that world for a little bit yeah. and then you help them realize well, see that wouldn't be so bad you know and then they can come back and start to lead accordingly so yeah who taught you this question I and how did you start i don't, to I don't know who to credit this?
1: but i i doubt i came up with it myself yeah um or it could you know someone someone probably asked me probably would be would be the would be the case creativity is forgetting where you heard it first um, but but the idea there is that so oftentimes we're paralyzed yeah. or I think it, as we're trying to help others they're paralyzed and they come in and like I got this idea but 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 and it's just that question right there you pull it out of your toolbox and you just say hey listen what, what's the, what's the worst thing that can happen yeah. well nobody shows up okay? Like we can live with that, you know, uh, or I, I look silly, or I'm not good at it, or uh, we can't keep it up, or it'll end up costing more than we think. Like, okay, but yeah, no, nobody, nobody dies, and nobody gets divorced, and the church probably isn't going to shut down. You don't have to, uh, you know, uh, tell your share- shareholders at your business. Sorry. Um, you know, we're, we, we no longer exist, that's probably not going to happen. And yeah. so when you when you understand the worst um, and the worst isn't that bad, then you're just kind of freed up to play uh, all out yeah. uh, from there. And so it's been a really helpful question to me, and I've seen the power of it uh, with others. And they go, they kind of walk out instead of paralyzed, they walk out, you know, uh, standing tall going, man, I'm going to go chase that down. I'm yeah. going to go get that.
0: Yeah, what I like about this question, so the author and economist Daniel Kahneman Uh, realizing through his research that people are motivated by fear of loss more than they are by the hope of gain. This question really gets at what's motivating some people because if somebody is, maybe you're trying to talk to somebody on your team about taking on a new role or starting a new ministry, or uh, you're gonna open up a new department or something like that, go to a new business venture, and somebody is just reluctant, they may be motivated by the fear of loss. And That's that's what this question can be really helpful to uncover is what, what are you afraid is going to happen? And let's talk about that uh, because that could really be driving some reluctant behavior. Or if you're hitting a brick wall with that person, they just don't want to move forward. It's really a sneaky way to try to figure out what are you afraid of yeah. right now, and yeah. let's talk about those. Yeah. And so I think that's that's uh, a great tool to bring out. It's good and all this. Good. So, okay. So what opportunity does this give us right now? What's the worst that could happen? Question number three is this: is how can we show up? How can we show up? So this is one you ask more as a team, not necessarily yeah. to somebody that you're leading, but, yeah, but uh, unpack that.
1: Yeah, and it could be for yourself, right? Um, so I think that's been really germane now through COVID when we can't physically uh, show up. Yeah. And so uh, the same principles apply that you know part of leadership is service, and you're to serve those that you lead, and you're supposed to, you know quote, show up for them um and so if you can't do so physically what does it look like to show up yeah. uh, for them so uh for the the tribe of re-engage leaders that we talked about well, what this is a way uh, to go. show up yeah. you know we talked about earlier for our our congregants you know if we can't call them to uh our church a way to show up is literally to pick up the phone and just call and say yeah. how are you doing how yeah. can we pray is there anything you need us to know um and so just just that idea like you know even if there's constraints uh, how can we show up or you know how, how can we uh, how can we serve? What would what would it look like to serve people right now, whether yeah. we can get together or not? Um, how, how can we show up in their lives? That's yeah. that's the thought.
0: This might be the first time we're ever gonna quote Woody Allen <laughs> on the Church Leadership Podcast. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. <laughs> but he is famous for saying that 80% of life is just yeah, showing up. That's right. right? That's, and, right. And, uh, that's right. And that's been uh, that's a quote that a lot of people have actually shared over the years. And it is it is so true. Yeah. You're just amazed. Sometimes as that leader, we can feel that pressure like Well, I don't want to call that person because I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know what the answer is right now. I don't want them to ask me questions that I can't answer. And just that reminder of just picking up the phone, just, hey, how are you doing right now? What's going on? It just communicates presence, communicates value. Showing up uh, literally on somebody's front doorstep, or in that team meeting, or as a leader, maybe if you're leading a big team, just showing up can be just walk the floor. You know, Mm -hmm. as when everybody gets Mm -hmm. back in the office, Mm -hmm. just walk around. Mm -hmm. You know, just walk around and talk to people. Mm -hmm. All those small, consistent deposits of time that usually do so well uh, when it comes to leading people. And so, it's a great question. And I think especially in
1: those times of crisis, yeah, for like if you uh, individuals that we relate to, yeah, lost a child, lost a job. Lost their parent, something something tragic happened. Some health news. What what, what does it look like to show up yeah. and uh, love, encourage, and, and really serve them here? Yeah,
0: that's that's great. All right, so that's question number three. Question number four is this: What would a great leader do? right now. So John, I don't know about you, but uh, I find it easier to come up with solutions to your problems than I do to my (laughs) own problems, right? So it is always easier to look at somebody else's life and analyze the situation and go, it is so clear what you need to do right now. You need to sell that, you need to call that person, you need to have that conversation with them. And what I like about this question of what would a great leader do right now is it gets you out of your own scenario, your own situation, and it allows you to be that outside observer and you just kind of look at it and go okay let me just pretend i'm the world's greatest leader what would i do right now right. with my own problem and it's you know it's just a little mental trick but i find it to be so helpful so who and- do you, who do
1: you channel Who's your uh, Who's your greatest leader? Who do you like? Who well, do you Who do you start to act like and talk like? Of
0: course, you, John. Of
1: course, I'm second. Did I say right? Because you were given. threatening yeah. me that no, no, I didn't uh, uh, the Who, that who that is way. it? Like, <laughs> who, 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 who comes oh, out? Oh
0: man, really? You really want me to say? I mean, I I think of uh, it's usually two two people. I'll think about what would Andy Stanley do right now. Okay, and what would Todd Wagner do right now? Okay. And then uh, if there's a third one in there that is really helpful, there have been many decisions I've made, can't, being real serious, what would John McGee do? So. And then um, what would my wife do? Because yeah, we are dude. so different in the way we think. I'm She's like, a wise how wise woman, would though. Jackie respond to this? Yeah. So those four, sometimes I'll mix them all. I mean, that's a great leader right there. You mix all yes. four of those
1: together. <laughs> 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 the intersection there, the yeah. Venn diagram is pretty strong of there in those, the middle. But, yeah. uh, how
0: about you? Who would you think of?
1: one that came to mind, Ernest Shackleton, you know it uh, sounds
0: know? so made up. Who is that? Oh, you don't know this, no, you don't know this.
1: truly. You don't, I don't
0: know who that is. Oh Educate my,
1: me. Oh, you have to You have to read the book. Uh, anyone else, you want a great leadership? Uh, book, okay. uh, The Endurance. And so, he was the one he went down to the South Pole and uh, was going to walk across it. His uh, ship was iced in, okay. And so, now he's stuck literally on the bottom of the world through winter, uh, with these guys. And so, uh, he, the ship gets crushed they throw all their stuff on a um you know dog sleds and start kind of taking it across the ice get i mean like you know um different uh what walruses are coming after I me mean, it's just like it's it's like made it's a made up story yeah. you know all these things that are trying to kill them uh they get to the water they uh fire up there fire up they uh, sail uh to this uh little island take dead aim they find it uh, out here um then they, uh, they, he's got, and everybody's made it uh, so far. Then he gets in a boat with uh, one or two other people, uh, travels a thousand miles across um you know a, uh antarctica there on, on the bottom and hits takes dead aim at this whaling station off the coast of you know argentina or something uh, hits it but he comes in on the wrong side of the island so now he's got to climb up over these like glaciers uh with these <laughs> guys no he doesn't he's not sponsored by north face you know <laughs> so he gets across yes. there uh walks in you know the the legend has it people thought they were seeing a ghost because they knew what it, you know, the word had made it that the, yeah. these guys had all died, and so Shackleton walks in, and then uh, they go and get the guys um, from the island, brings them back every, didn't lose a single person. That's amazing. Didn't lose a single person, and so, um, so how does he? I mean, that's
0: a like, how does that motivate you? Okay, oh yeah.
1: So, uh, so a couple things. Uh, one, he just never quit. All he right. just never quit. So yep. people had people had been. Uh, stranded down there before but no one had gotten all their guys out okay and so if anything else he just just wasn't gonna quit yeah you know even if like uh, there was one of his kind of his crewmen that that uh they really did quit and they he just he just wouldn't he just wasn't an option we will not die uh down here just wasn't gonna happen um and then he he had a definitiveness to him he actually made some mistakes but he had a definitiveness to him and um uh, and it all kind of worked out and i think as a leader sometimes yeah we're just like i don't know what to do and it's like just pick one, go East or West, North right. South, then just, and make good time yeah. doing it. Um, and so, but anyway, there was a, he, he wrecked his life at the end, but, uh, but that, that part. So don't, not that <laughs> so part. I don't, I don't want to end up being, an obscure alcoholic, but yeah. um, that, that, I mean, I just read that and just go like, Wow.
0: That's good. Wow.
1: I I hope I'd have it in me. And uh, the next time something like that happens, I hope I would be a Shacklin. So yeah, endurance. But it's
0: a helpful question. So you're facing a scenario, probably not as dire as that guy, but uh, in what we're doing. Not yet. But yeah, nothing where, all right, what would a good leader do right now? Probably kill the walrus. Like nobody is going to come up with that scenario. But what would a great leader do right now? I don't know. I found that question to be incredibly helpful. Yes. And I'm surprised at how often I kind of have an answer in me, and and it's it's maybe a bold answer, and, I'm, and I'm just a little too afraid it's good. to go that's for really it, because it's like, what what are the masses going to say, or what are the people going to say? But it's really what I think in my gut I need to do, and, uh, and that, that question helps bring that out. So that's one of my it. favorites. I really like that. What would a great leader do right now? Okay, number five. Again, this is a John McGee special. What if this was easy? What if yes. it were easy? And yes. I, I like this, because I think one of the things that I've learned from you, John, is that, and we're going to... Talk about churches right now yeah. and uh, church leadership on this one is that given a a problem and to come up with a solution, churches tend to lean towards the most complicated solution you could probably ever come up with. And um, you know, it's like, oh well, we need to have this ministry. Well, to have this ministry, we're going to need to train leaders. Well, to train leaders adequately, it's going to take four years. So, in five years, we'll have enough leaders ready that have been trained that can go start this ministry. And uh, being a little bit, you know, speaking well, in and some and hypo- we'll, her, her we'll, hyperbole, well, and we'll there. write our own
1: material. Yep. And first, but before we do that, we need to do a, a two-year study on the problem before we even write the before we write the thing. And then yep. we need to hire, you know, two people that have PhDs in this thing before we can even begin
0: to train. Yeah, that, it, And on it just and on becomes and on. very complicated, right. and it almost looks like a solution to building a bridge rather than just starting a ministry yeah. very quickly to go help some people right. and move. And so I think as church leaders, this is such a great question to ask ourselves sometimes of going, what if this was easy? How would we get it done, right? So what if it was easy to start this new ministry? What would make it easy? And um, maybe somebody that's listening to this in the improv world or studied that as- aspect of theater would be like, this is the power of and versus saying, but. Right. This is this is an equivalent of saying and. That's right. Well, uh, what if we do that? Yeah, we could do that and then we could do this and we could come up with that. And it just keeps things moving mm-hmm. and it keeps momentum. And you come up with some really, really interesting solutions. And so uh, I've used this question before. Uh, when I was leading uh, various teams and just talking to some guys that were a little bit more engineer minded and coming up with complicated solutions and ask them, well, guys, what if what if it was a really easy solution? And it's really funny to watch them almost be stumped by that yeah. going, huh? It can't be. Well, hold on. I, well, I guess if it was easy, we would just do this and this. Guess what? That's the solution. Let's just go do yes. this and that. So- uh yeah. it's a really great question how do you use this or how often or again where did you do you remember where you uh, learned no, this question
1: probably from you um <laughs> so but do you remember this podcast do you remember it was like wow, well, in the world are we going to figure out post-production oh that's and right, yep. all that you know and you were asking i didn't candle you were asking the questions i hadn't even thought through yeah um so that that was the value you played and i was like well, i don't even know but but what if what if all that stuff just went away then yep. what like, yeah oh i you're like i'd love to do a podcast so great Well, let's just don't do that and uh (laughs) so we called our friend chris hatley and all that stuff that we don't even understand chris does it chris does it so this then becomes this then becomes easy yeah and um chris does things but it would take us years to figure out Mm -hmm. and um and so the combination a lot of times that's what it is it's adding someone else someone else's gifts something that would be excruciating for you like you just can't even imagine you wouldn't get out of bed uh, to do it so there's somebody in this world that thinks that would be really fun. Yep, they, They're hoping you call them and give them the opportunity to do that so thing yep. that, that you are paralyzed yep. by. And uh, so that's often part of the solution. And then, yes, just thinking about uh, it. This is not a don't be thoughtful. This is this is not what that no, is because yeah. always as a leader, you need to be thoughtful. You need to think it all the way through. That's not it. Um, but so oftentimes, and I don't know what it is about nonprofits, but um, yeah, they put 20 ideas on the board and they just gravitate to one, that's the most complex, difficult, long, expensive. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um,
0: if we so, can crack that code, we can write you know. a book and we wouldn't have to do a podcast anymore. <laughs> Just one question, it's like, it's a hundred blank
1: pages with one question. What yeah. if it
0: was easy? What if it was easy? Yeah. I love it, I love that one. That's gonna be really, really helpful to somebody. So, somebody driving around right now, they're facing a complex problem. I mean, somebody's probably listening to this going, that was the meeting I was in this morning, yes. you know? Yes. And you're gonna uh, go back into your office and you're gonna bring out that eraser and you're gonna clear out that whiteboard and go, No, 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 no. It's not it's not gonna be this mm-hmm. hard. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna simplify this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It keeps yeah. you in a bias towards action, which I know we've talked about oftentimes yes. on this podcast. Yes. So just just do a couple of things. Cause no matter what, especially if it's a new venture, you're gonna learn new things. And you don't know what you don't know. So you can sit there and whiteboard it all out and over engineer it and you still are gonna have to pay That's some right. taxes. And That's so right. just get moving. Yeah. and uh, and just take some easy steps. So I really like but, that one question number five what if this were easy All right question number six might end up being the worst advice we've ever given on this podcast <laughs> once so, you give it but uh, the question would be this what would make a better story yeah. right yeah. And so I, I don't know about you, but when I think about that I am a that, that question I go right back to being I don't know 22 years old in my fraternity my my fraternity brother Keith, trying to encourage me to uh, to go out with him that night, like, Tarno, what are you going to remember more, studying for the accounting exam or going out with me tonight, you know, and, and hanging out <laughs> with your bros. And um, let's just say I got an accounting job and I'm happy that I had one in my past, so yes. I, I didn't go out with him. But he was always trying to go play after that, the play better. Play that card. Yeah, play yeah. that card. Let's go after the better story. So, uh, but there is something here, and I think it is a really helpful question, especially for those of us in church leadership. Yeah. To go, what would be the better story right yeah. now? Would it be a yeah. better story for us to ignore this opportunity or would it be a better story to trust the Lord yeah. and to take a risk and yeah. to move forward and to do something that's awkward? And so I, I think it's a really helpful question.
1: What's the better story to stay here and fish and do the things that I know or walk away from my boats? Yep. and? Follow this upstart, yep. you know, uh, profit yeah, uh, you so know, good. and uh, what am I going to be glad that I did? Yeah, uh, those those kind of things, and so yeah, people and people. Reality is, as a leader, you need to know that people want to live um, a better story, yeah. and I, you know, so we can. That's a whole another podcast. Is that right? Is it good? Instagram. All that, but it just is, yeah. And um, and I think uh, it's it's a really good question, and because you you want to too, you want to yeah. you want you, a you should want to live a life of faithfulness, uh, but b we we want to live um, good stories, yeah. and so um, and I think those that we lead, um, those in our families, uh, we uh, want to live a great story. I remember I, I don't even uh, this is I, I think this was Don Miller, but I don't I don't know who, and I don't even know the context. I just remember the story. Uh, a dad was having all kinds of issues with his uh, teenager, you know, acting out, running with the wrong people all those kind of things confides um in in don i think it was don miller and uh, and this is why i remember it and rather than any kind of parental advice he just said i i think she found a better story over there mm. and it really set the the dad back on his heels and so he as i remember it anyway um started learning about a um, orphanage in South America or something yeah. like that. Didn't say, we're going to support it, we're going to go. He just started talking about it, and the kids were like, man, what gives with this? And then he was, hey, I think we should go down there. And it was that, that like, you know, quote-unquote story, story yeah. was so much more compelling to the teenager than rebellion, yeah. you know, and... Um, and uh, and you know, as he tells the story that I think they go down there, and and the teenager's like, Dad, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, you know, hmm. I don't know what I was thinking. I love you. I love this family, you know. And so I, there's more, there's more to the story yeah, than that, yeah. you know. Good grief. Um, but that, uh, and I wouldn't make, t- I would never <laughs> try to solve my uh, teenagers' behavioral problems with, you know, A South uh, American <laughs> orphanage. <laughs> Is that so, always the answer? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. But I think point made. Yeah. Uh, point made. People yeah. are looking for a better story.
0: Amen. Yeah. It's really helpful. What's the burger place here in town that I think they've got painted on the wall that says, no great story ever started sure? with, so I had a salad. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. What is that? That's genius, it's, though. It's such a great line. Genius. and genius. Uh, and it is. It's, and especially for those of us... It, in this church leadership world, this is what we're chasing after, and this is what we wanna be known for as leaders. And so yeah. uh, what a great question yeah, to ask your good. team when you're looking at two options. Guys, which one's gonna be a better story? Not for us, but it's ultimately gonna be the, the story that continues to uh, point towards the greatest story of God coming and redeeming man. And uh, And so I really like that one. Okay, here's the last one, the seventh one. What would you do if you were confident that God was with you? Yeah. And so this is a little bit similar to question four, what would a great leader do, uh, but a lot more personal, and especially that loneliness that can come upon a leader yeah. every once in a while when you're facing a hard decision. And uh, Lord knows that right now leaders are facing hard decisions, yeah. and there's so little unity right now, and they just are. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, yeah. with all of this. And so what would you do if you were just confident that God was with you? Again, it gets you out of your story, looking yeah. down with some objectivity, and going, if I was confident God was with me, I would do this. And again, the answer usually becomes pretty clear. Yep. And then you just remind yourself, well, He is with you, and so go. That's it. And, and it just gets you unstuck. And uh, that question guided me to seminary. It guided me to paying off debt. It guided me to uh, taking a risk in new roles in my time here, uh, Watermark, and other things. It's just been a really, really yeah. helpful question for me yeah. throughout my entire uh, life of following Jesus, and one that I'm really grateful for.
1: I love it. I love it. I don't I don't think I asked that question enough yeah. to be candid as I, as I sit here and uh, listen to you talk Adam I I think I wish I'd asked that more. Yeah. You know, uh, because when I think about the men who who asked that, they've done some pretty amazing things, yeah. you know. They've led people across oceans and they have um they've stared down giants on the battlefield and yeah. you know, they've been bold before kings. Um They've taken on the sin of the world, yep. you know, and yep. they've uh, uh, they've not stayed at home and caught up on Netflix. Yep. And um, so it's a great it's a great question. Yeah. It's one I I think candidly I need to ask more. Yeah. So it's yeah. one
0: that you can use as a leader in your own world. It's one that you can use again in some of your coaching situations as you've got young leaders that you're trying to develop uh, as they're facing a dilemma yeah. of just rather than giving them the answer, give them that ask them that question, let the person wrestle with it. So which option would you choose if you were just confident that God right, was with that's you? Right. Yeah. That's a great, if somebody loses sleep one night or two nights contemplating that question, I think you've done them a great service and has been really helpful. So it's good. all right, so those seven questions, what opportunity does this give us right now? What's the worst that could happen? How can we show up? What would a great leader do right now? What if it was easy? What would make a better story and what would you do if you were confident that God was with you? Seven questions, again, there's a lot more, but those yep. are just seven tools that, that a leader can put back in their toolbox and again uh we put all these together on a pdf that you can download as a part of the uh the show notes to to keep with you to share yeah. with people on your team and add add to add to it yeah create your own list and so uh so john you just want to share before we wrap up just a few final thoughts
1: yeah I, that would be it i think uh I, candidly we've given you some fish Yep. um if I have a hope for this, it's just that it sets you on a trajectory of uh, scanning the horizon for great questions that you can then kind of curate and keep and pull out when you, when you need to. And uh, so there's, there's lots of things that leaders do, but I think that's one of them. It's just, they frame, uh, they frame questions, they frame decisions and they help people get unstuck. And, um, you know what? Uh, God asks questions uh, a lot of times. I think to help us re- just remind us what we already knew, yeah. and I think that's part of your job as a leader is to yeah. help pe- people. To your point, they know what they should do. You ask them the right question, and they the light bulbs come on, and they go, "You're not going to believe. Adam asked me this question; it changed my life." Yeah. And, and you sit back and go, "You you knew that already. I was just there, and I, you know, I used um, just a few syllables to help you get unstuck." And so they're powerful. Yeah, uh, pay attention log them, write them down, keep them, practice them. (laughs) If a question, you know, uh, is not helpful, don't use it. You know, and when something resonates, uh, remember it and use it again next time.
0: I like that. All right. Well, if you have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you would like for us to consider for future episodes, feel free to send us an email at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again next time.